ins Frauenland, ja. Mit den Ding. That's all. Hello. Hi everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Um, we'll wait for a few minutes just to get everyone going. I know you'll be busy cleaning up from making your mum a beautiful Mother's breakfast. Day breakfast. Did anyone try my recipe for creme brulee French toast? Like to hear how it went. We haven't made that for a while, but it was a, definitely a, a great family favorite. Easy to make, kind of do it the night before and have it all ready to go. So it seems like lots of people are signing in, getting ready to go. Um, so I just wanted to say, start obviously this morning by saying Happy Mother's Day to all the the mothers who are who are watching, who are part of Maharangi Vineyard, mm. Maharangi Vineyard Church Live. Happy Mother's Day. I hope you're being treated well. Um, our thoughts and prayers definitely go to those people whose mothers can't be with them, who who've either passed away or through through all of the different. Um, events that we find ourselves in you aren't with your mother well um please know that um we are with you and and you are not alone and so we just want to say happy mother's day to to everyone if you haven't already seen our video on this on this page maharangi vineyard church live tammy um with all of the a lot of the tribe kids and with the help of enoch have put together a great little mother's day clip if you haven't seen that definitely worthwhile having a look and so, so thank you guys for all of your hard work. Kids, mm. thanks for all of the very insightful um, things that you have to say about your mother. You have to watch it till the end, till <clears throat> Jamie Morris, I think she ends it very well. <laughs> very cute. Very good. Very nice indeed. Um, but we just wanted to really say, you know, for me, certainly it's moments like this that really do highlight how different a season that we find ourselves in normally mm. Our household is is racing around on on this morning, trying to um, get everything put together to make our Sunday morning Mother's Day a real special treat. I know we've had donut walls before, we've had cake pops, we've had photo booths, and and so it is really just we've always had a heart for this particular Sunday to be one that is extra special for all of those those obviously mothers, but nanas, mother figures sisters, aunties, those women in our lives that make it so rich and so special. So mm. thank you very much for all of that. And I guess for me too, it just gives another sense of maybe it's just the extrovert in me, but it gives me a deeper determination to celebrate all the more, to gather around all the more tables or all the more meals together to celebrate all of the things that we've had to do um, separate. So watch out when all of this is over, because I think we're going to have one party after another. So we've also got some birthdays that have happened over the last week. So the gorgeous little Benaya, he's not very little, but he's super cute. He turned one this past week. And Jane and Gemma Hollis, who have their birthday on the same day. So happy birthday, Jane and Gemma. And yesterday it was Deja's birthday. So we just want to say a big happy birthday to all happy of you. Happy birthday, everyone. And also wanted to highlight that Out of the Box is now up and running again. It wasn't able to operate during level four, but it is operating now. So if you know of someone who is in need with food, um, please put a nomination into the Out of the Box email, which is outoftheboxneed at gmail.com. Or if you yourself are in need, please make use of that service. The cupboard is full 
we've been given um, very generously some money to put towards it so we just really want to use that wisely over these next coming weeks and months so please please do um, make use of that so we're going to start again today by reading from Acts 2 which is where we read last week verses 42 to 47 so if you have your Bibles and want to turn there I'm going to read it so you know the idea of this is we are obviously like we said last week in the midst of the season of of you know COVID-19 or whatever you want to call it but but in the midst of this season and and all its changingness we are part of of the season of of church history in which is we are moving toward Pentecost that time that Sunday that day that we celebrate with followers of Jesus all around the world that incredible moment when when God's Holy Spirit came upon those very first followers of Jesus and really set them up for what was to be um, 2,000 years of amazing um, church and following following Jesus together so standing Acts 2 verse 42 all the believers devoted themselves to the Apostles teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals including the Lord's Supper and to prayer a deep sense of awe came over them came over them all sorry and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the, and enjoying the goodwill of all the people and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved so so from the scripture we have really what are the four pillars or what's been described as the four pillars of the church the first being the Apostles teaching that is that is like scripture that is us being committed or having a pillar in our life of being committed to, to reading to wrestling to understanding and then not understanding and then understanding again and and engaging almost in a in a relational sense with scripture of of never moving away from trying to figure out and understand and 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 wrestle with um scripture it is also about fellowship almost the same thing but with with instead of wrestling or figuring out or getting to know scripture it's about getting to know one another it's about being committed to one another it, it is this idea of that, that I have or we have for each other um, something to offer a relationship. There's something about being, there's something about the church that can't not have us being in relationship with one another. And, and with all of the good and all of the difficulty that comes from that. So that's fellowship. It's about sharing meals together. Again, this has been kind of on the very heart or the very, I think, cutting edge of what God is calling us into is Maharingi Vineyard, is the incredible, um, the incredible thing that happens when we share meals together, when we sit around a table with one another. We've been calling it radical ordinary hospitality. And, and then the scripture also says, and that includes um, the, the Lord's Supper, the sharing of communion. And, and it is that sense of like, that is so much more than a little piece of bread and a, and a tiny cup mm. of, of grape juice. 
I look forward to wrestling that out and figuring out what that looks like um, in, the, in the months ahead and, and never taking it for granted. Uh, yeah, anyway, and the other thing is prayer, of, of never being far from praying, of, of understanding and, and having a deeper understanding of what prayer is and how we can be people committed to prayer. For me, I just think this season that we're in, if we, we, can, we can take great comfort and great guidance and wisdom in these four pillars. And, and I think as Maharangi Vineyard, particularly in this season, I think we're doing church and being church really, really well. I think you guys are doing an amazing job. Yeah, and a huge part of that has been those little daily two to three minute mm. videos that we've been putting on. So to everyone who's done one, thank you so much. I know from doing this how <laughs> awkward it feels being behind a camera and don't watch it back. Just please send them in to us. And they're just a way that we can be the church. That's the way we can do kind of fellowship in, I don't really like that word, but fellowship in this season. It's like a way we can encourage one another the tiniest thing you might share could completely change someone's day. So would really, really love you to send those in. We do not have one single one to use for this week. So there's your challenge. If you've been kind of prompted by God to do one, could you please do it and email it through to us? The whole part of Vineyard that I absolutely love is everyone gets to play. Mm -hmm. We are not special. Um, you, We all do this together and we all want to hear from each and every one of you, whatever... God's been doing. It doesn't even have to be deep and meaningful. It can just be just a really cool part of your day. So please send them in. If you need any sort of hints on how to do it, because there are some things that make it better, like ideally don't sit in front of a window. There's lots of little things, but we can we don't can help you. Don't have the camera you. angle looking up yeah, your nose. No one nose. wants to see up your nose. Sorry. Yeah. So please just suck up the uncomfortableness <laughs> of doing it and send your videos through to us, because we would... We'd love to keep those going. It's been a really positive part of what we've been doing. Mm, definitely. And I think we've been doing it really well. I love that. I, I heard this week, you know, like from another Vineyard pastor, we're in a way, we have a wonderful theology that, that suits for times like this, that everyone gets to play, that we all have a part to play in, in ministering to one another and to really making a difference in, in one another's lives, but in our, in our own, in our community, in our neighborhood. Um, that we all have something to offer. Mm. So, so this week obviously brings another, another level, another more change, more transition, and, and lots more feelings that we need to process through as we move into this new thing called level two. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hanging out for it. Just anyway. <laughs> So, so, but, but again, I, I think of the, the little saying that we mentioned last week that we had heard that we are all in the same storm, but in different boats. We're not all in the same boat, but we're all in the same storm. And it reminds me like we have the really the great privilege of, of living in a house that has a view out to the boats in Algies Bay. And, and we had that storm just last week where where in, in front of us, two of the half a dozen or so boats that have been moored out there sunk on their moorings. 
and it's just that idea of, you know, like, what, what is it? It was kind of a, for me, it was a real picture of what that was like. You know, all of those boats were in that same storm, and yet for some, it was overwhelming. They were swamped by it, and others, they looked, you know, un, unfazed. Mm -hmm. um, some, I was talking to my neighbor who's a real boaty, he was saying, you know, the, the damage often in, in boats being moored in that kind of situation isn't seen straight away, but it's, it's things that come on later. And I just think it's such a valuable picture that we have, that we need to be, be looking out for one another and knowing that, that we're all in, we may be all in different boats, but we are all in the same storm. And so as we move forward into this next level where, where we will encounter one another more, our interactions with people, thankfully for the extroverts among us, we will get to encounter more people. It's going to be amazing. Um, and that, that will maybe be through work or, or school. All the parents are saying, please let it be school. Um, or even just our daily routine. I'd like to share a couple of thoughts that are going to come from, I'm just going to ask Angela to read X3, which is just really the next, the next page or the next chapter on from what we were just reading in X2. And, and just a couple of opportunities, a couple of things I want to pull out um, from this scripture, and then really an invitation that I really think we can take with us as we move into, into level two. We're obviously for time not going to get into to all that this portion of scripture has to offer, but but yeah, there is just a couple of things I really felt like God was saying. So X three is where we're Angela's gonna read from, and I think it's verses one to eight. Yep. So starting in verse one, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with him. That always makes me want to sing that kid's song. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just going to sing this kid's song now. No, I'm not. Um, so really, you know, our world in, in many ways has never been in, in more need. You know, there are people who have never, I just saw a news article of, of a long line of people waiting for food parcels and, and just people in disbelief that they find themselves needing the help or the generosity of others. And so our world in many ways could be described as, as really crippled, as, as broken, as, as lame. And, and there are people who are asking for help who, who probably have never had to ask for help before. And that's again where I love the, the picture of the church that we read in Acts 2, is that, that they were described or characterized as people who were willing and, and able and joyfully sold 
what they had for the, for the help of others, that they gave generously to the needs of others. And so that's really, really amazing. And I think, I think as a church, I would love for us to continue to embrace this, the ideal or the practice of generosity mm-hmm. for, for others as well as for, for one another. And so that's definitely, you know, certainly on a practical point of view, something that we can take from this. But I'd really like to just to kind of go a little bit deeper and kind of a, an underlying narrative of, I think, what is going on in this story and that what we can take from it. And it's particularly the encounter of Peter and John as they looked um, deeply at at this man and invited him to do the same. That there's something, there's a, there's a deeper narrative going on. You know, for one thing, we can certainly say that this man was well known to, to the people of outside that temple. It, was, it even says in scripture that people knew him. A bit later on, people were amazed that they saw him running because he was easily identified as one of probably many of those people who, were, who would sit outside the gates of the temple, or this gate's beautiful, waiting, or, or as people were coming in to worship, asking for money, asking for... And that, that was how they made their living. It was what they did. And so um, it was really part of their, their, his, his ordinary, their ordinary life. You know, what was really very super sad about it was, is he was prohibited and others like him were prohibited from coming into the temple because of their condition. And, and as horrible and as abhorrent as that is and how we can hardly relate to it in our, in our modern world, that was still their normal, ordinary narrative. It is how they did life. And however, though this day was anything but ordinary and normal, there was something more than that. It says Peter and John stopped and they looked at him. They looked deeply at him, intently at him, I think this version says, and they invited him to do the same. I think there's something really powerful in in these few sentences, and it's really what I think one of the things I'd love for us to embrace as we move forward into level two, as we, as we go into our world, however, that, however changed that new normal is or what that world looks like, however uncomfortable or, or damaged or broken that new world is, we, as we go into it, I think there's an invitation from the Holy Spirit is that we would go into our world, we would engage with people in a new way, that we would look intently at who they are. And in a way, invite them to look intently into us and hopefully see, as, as um, that man saw, see and encounter Jesus. You know, on the surface, we can see people in, in wherever they're at, and, and on the surface, they can see us, but, but I think there's something deeper going on, that, there's a, that we can be part of a deeper narrative moving forward into level two, a narrative where we're, we find ourselves in a world like that man who are desperately looking for one thing, 
but I think God is wanting to meet. You know, that, that, that man was just looking for some money. He was just looking for a meal. He was just looking for to survive another day. And yet there's a deeper narrative going on that God is saying, I want to give you, yes, that next meal. Yes, that provision. Yes, another day forward. But I want to give you so much more than that. Yeah, I really loved, if you didn't see it, go back and have a look. But Laura Morley shared a little three-minute video this week with us. And it was um, in relation to her mum and the Sugar Bowl chat. And I really loved it, and it speaks of, of what Lyndon's speaking about here. It was such a simple thing, but what it was, was her mum at a time in her life encountering someone new in their family that she could have approached her in a cold, kind of upset way, but she didn't. And rather, she, she saw the woman, and not only did she see her, she listened to her, and she remembered what, her, what this lady had said, and then was able to bless her in that way. And I just think it is so powerful to truly listen and truly see. Hmm. I, I just wonder what if in our moving forward in level two and whatever that looks like, it's, it's going to quickly become just our next new normal. But what if we look for those interruptions like we see here where, where the narrative stops and something deeper, something more beautiful happens and what if in those interruptions we can speak the narrative the love the kindness the healing the forgiveness the peace mm. that jesus has to offer you know over over the lockdown period um i we've done like lots of you i'm sure lots of zoom catch-ups with friends and and we had one a couple of weeks ago a wine and cheese catch-up with some really wonderful dear friends and and one of them is in the midst of of, was telling a story there in the midst of upskilling and training to become a spiritual director. And part of that process is that they see, see people in the, in the idea of giving people spiritual direction. And then they have to kind of see a supervisor and go through their notes and how that went and how they were feeling. And, and my friend was just sharing how they were seeing a, a person and this person was sharing really some really deep and very, very sad um, were things that were going on in their life and and really there was nothing to be said or to be done and then in their in their relaying of the conversation with their supervisor their overseer they talked about how how they felt just really a sense of nothing to offer and and really quite frustrated that there was nothing they could say or nothing they could do to fix you know, this terrible situation that this person had poured out to them. And my friend just relayed how the, their instructor, you know, stopped the conversation and, and really rec reprimanded them for, for feeling the way that they were feeling and, and really just reiterated the fact that there is probably no better gift that, or more helpful gift that we can offer another human being than to be fully present, mm. to be fully listening, to be fully seeing, as we see in Scripture, one person to another, to give yourself to that other person and to encounter them fully and completely. You know, the words of Peter where are just a powerful glimpse, I think, in this Scripture that we can take with us 
as we go forward. And is this, I don't have what you want, gold and silver, but what I have, I'm going to give you. And I think one version says, I'm going to give you completely, generously, without holding back. And that idea that, that we can go into our level two, maybe not necessarily giving people what they want, um, but giving people what they need. And that is Jesus. You know, my invitation as we move forward is that we move forward into our level two, into our increased encountering with people um, in this idea with speaking a, a deeper narrative, a more loving, hopeful narrative. We can move forward into our level two where we post or repost on social media the, the narratives that are so prevalent around us, those narratives of of conspiracy, of, of criticism, of anger, of fear, of all sorts of other things, or we can give people something more. We can, we can share with people a deeper narrative. You know, a lot of those conspiracies, a lot of the, the things that we see on social media or hear people saying or seeing in the news or criticisms or, or anger or fear or frustration, they actually just speak to something deeper, something, something more that, that are actually, that's actually going on inside people's lives. And I think we have the opportunity as followers of Jesus is to look intently into people, see, see what it is they're saying, but actually hear what's, what they're really deeply saying. And for us as followers of Jesus, we have an answer. We have an interruption in a way that offers hope, that offers peace, that we can hear people's fear and anger or conspiracy, but also what we can do is answer them with a peace that is, that is deeply, deeply rooted in who Jesus is and not in the circumstances we find ourselves in. That we can give people and we can share with people the love and the mercy and the hope and the salvation that Jesus offers us. That we can share with people that Jesus is the kind of Jesus who, who sleeps in the midst of our storms, who, who is, has, offers us a peace that passes all understanding. Mm. So I guess I want to leave us with a challenge to what narrative are we speaking into? What, what hope are we sharing with those people around us? And, and I'd just like to pray for us now as we go forward into level two and all of what that means. So, Father, I thank you for each and every person who's listening and who will listen um, to this. As we move forward into interacting with one another in a deeper or in a more an increased level, God, would you give us ears to hear through your Holy Spirit? Would you give us eyes to see through your Holy Spirit one another in a deeper way? And would you, like you did for Peter and for John, Give us the ability to speak into a deeper, more hopeful, loving narrative. The narrative of Jesus. That no matter what is going on in people's lives, no matter what we face, that Jesus has made a way. Mm -hmm. That Jesus is our hope. That Jesus is the one that we can put our hope and our faith and our trust in. Mm -hmm. And I pray for, for many of us that we would see, like 
like that crippled man, healing come to those around us. And that, that like his life and the life of so many others, our world would never be the same again. Our lives would never be the same again because of the hope and the love that Jesus brings. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to say, um, on top of that, my little two cents worth, but for me, I have found, like when we were doing this this week, it's such an anchoring place to land that in all of the turmoil that our world is in, that our heads can kind of run away with it. But just, I just found this so anchoring that Jesus is still who he said he was and he's still who he still does what he did and he he's in it and he sees the beginning from the end and in trusting in him it's such an anchoring place to put ourselves and it kind of pushes away all of the what-ifs and maybes because I don't know the what-ifs and I don't know the maybes but I do know Jesus so be encouraged that that he sees us, that he knows what we're going through and that he's walking it with us. Yeah. So we hope you have a great week. Do you have anything else to say? No, just go out and be that hopeful narrative. Mm. Be, that, be that loving narrative. Be that joyful narrative. Be that narrative that, that heals and sets people free and gives them so much more than they were ever bargaining for. Thanks, guys. See ya.